Hey y'all, it's Chloe Goddard here, coming to you from my parents' home in Nashville, Tennessee. On today's episode of It's Personal, the podcast, I have the chance to interview the honest-to-a-fault, crazy-cute, yet-spectacular woman, Ariel Putman. Last year at our horrifying show, which is always the culmination performance of our It's Personal season, this talented woman spent her time on stage detailing every last speck of horror that happened to her the first time the devastatingly dark liquid of coffee touched her pure princess lips. It's Personal was started in LA, in Hollywood, by two females, Liz Coomer and Riley Billingsley, in an attempt to bring the art of solo performance to more people in the theater community and out there in the world. For myself, speaking as a core member, It's Personal is always a safe space to create, share, and grow, not only as artists, but as humans. of a very long summer ahead. I was 17 and I got invited to go on vacation with my boyfriend's family, which would be the first time I ever traveled with a boyfriend. It was the day before our trip and we decided to all go get breakfast. I remember we went to some old diner, one of those places where they already have coffee mugs set on the table. The waitress comes over and offers everyone coffee. And of course, all of his family members said yes. And I was too embarrassed to say I had never drank coffee before. But I was very eager to impress, so I also accepted. I remember I took my first sip. It was bitter. <laughs> and I didn't know what I liked, so I just kept drinking black. It suddenly became like this nervous tick. I just kept picking up my mug and taking sips. And next thing you know, I feel like I can take on the world. <laughs> I was can finally keep up with the conversation. It was a rush of euphoria. All these ideas that were lying dormant inside my head were suddenly flowing out of my mouth beautifully. It was the best I ever felt. On the way back to the, his parents' house, I was so determined to wrap my five-year plan and set some serious goals. When I got back, that excited feeling in my head started to work its way down to my belly. Now, I've had butterflies before, but this felt like the butterflies were on speed. Almost like the wings were cutting the edge of my stomach. My being wanted to relax, but my body was resisting. And without any warning, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I remember I had to use my charm to come up with an excuse for why I had to take a shower in the middle of the day. That's why I was trying to go number two at a stranger's house. So I walk into the bathroom, turn on the shower, it was an explosion. <laughs> like, I felt demonic, like I literally felt possessed. Like I actually would need a shower because of the sweat dripping down my face. <laughs> I got a flush of toilet, 
And my heart stops. Nothing is going down. The heartbeat and my head is deafening. I can feel my pulse. My cheeks are burning. I flush again. Nothing. Now it is millimeters from the brim. I take out the ceramic top of the toilet to set it on the sink, trying to somehow come up with like a reset button. I know nothing about toilets. And as my arms are frustrating, trying to figure out how to set up a miracle, my elbow hits the porcelain top and it falls to the ground, breaking in a million little pieces. August sunshine. Oh my gosh, that, yeah, how is the weather? It's beautiful. I mean, my favorite time of day is almost right now, like when the sun starts to kind of go down. That's when I take Shelby, my little puppy, who is barking right now. Hopefully you can hear that. <laughs> um, we go on our walk, we go to the park. Um, yeah, it's just, it's great. Is there a park walking distance to you? I walked the uh, tar pits, the Brea tar There's like a little grassy area. And guys, she is so cute. She's like a little white Muppet thing. What is she? A mutt or what? A multi-poo. A multi-poo. Yes. (laughs) Which is way cuter than a mutt. I apologize. (laughs) Um, Okay, Ariel. Let's jump in. Because I have so many questions for you. Guys, Ariel is one of my favorites. Um, Let's just get the tough stuff out of the way. What is your writing (laughs) process like? I want to know. Oh, you know what? My writing process is really... I mean, I hate the word ugly, but it's like messy. It is so messy and stresses me out so badly because I'm a perfectionist and I like things in order. I like a list. Like you, I just want to write and just have all these beautiful things just flow out, but that's never 
the case. Usually it's a, a whole word vomit of just like, um, I literally will start writing and then like a random thought will pop into my head that I just have to like write it out. Then I'll like comment on that random thought and I'll just keep on going. And then um, this will last for like two days of me just like Do you do this writing. on the computer or do you like write in a notebook or what is it? It's usually all on my laptop unless I'm like driving or I'm out and like I get this idea. Um, I, very Does that happen with, to you? Yeah, mostly okay. in the shower or at the grocery store for some reason. Those are the two places, maybe because I feel very zen there. Um, I Showers, definitely, when I get... I mean, that's very common. I mean, a lot of people have that. But um, I always keep my phone nearby to do quick little uh, I think that's notes. interesting because, like you, I'll kind of... I actually... I find, like, a lot of ideas hit me while I'm driving. I mean, tried yeah. and true L.A. girl... At least half of my life is stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I take shorter showers than you. I don't know. But I feel like... Or I never go to the grocery store. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I totally get ideas while I'm driving. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, voice memo. You know, thank God. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do hands-free in the car. But okay. I love to hear that. Because your stories... Your performances never sound disjointed. It's just like one perfect little through line. That's all. That comes like three, four, five days after at my original word vomit. It's like usually I have to like go through, have to get everything out, and usually I'll get into the zone, right? Like I'll get like a really good chunk. Like oh, okay, this I feel the heart of it. Like I feel like this is where this this is the theme. I'm feeling it now. Usually it's never my original idea that I start writing, which I have to, I just learned to accept that. You know what I mean? Like I can't get like married to an idea. Usually another idea always comes after. That's like, oh, this is it. Like this is what I, you can feel it in your gut. You can feel it. cover it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay, this is where the story is. And then that's when I like go back and I'm one of those, I have to write by myself with no one around me because I talk a lot because I have to like, I'll like stop writing and like I'll start talking as if I'm like saying it I'm like okay yeah I like how that sounds if that kind of makes sense so I'm not like a cafe writer because yeah, no. I, I Which get doesn't too matter now yeah yeah for sure now so um, okay got it I won't yeah. be scared next time I walk by your bathroom and you're talking to yourself in the shower oh always yeah noted <laughs> um tell the people what your activity was for this performance because I was in the show with you and as I was re-listening to your piece I was trying to remember and I feel like I even set up your piece for you or (laughs) took it apart and I couldn't remember I was like is she baking she's putting she's baking something yeah I was making chocolate pudding I guess Sunday almost but with no ice cream just uh like you know like the box chocolate instant puddings that you just mix with milk and had all the the fixins, you know, the, the marshmallows, the whipped cream. Um, this was a genius idea. I think it was Liz's idea when we were like workshopping. I mean, that to me, the activity, like it was a lot of my piece. Like it really helped my piece. I, I think, could, the yeah, listening it. to it, you could tell that you're so, and watching it, but for the people who are just listening to the podcast, listening to it, it sounds so complimentary. It doesn't distract. I could still hear and see you putting the whipped cream in your mouth and talking with it. And I could tell the audience was loving it. Like, pardon me, but they were eating it up. (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. 
Um, how did you feel performing it on stage? Man, that was one of my favorite ones to perform because not only, I mean, it was, my other pieces are very vulnerable. So there's always like a weird fear, you know, that you kind of have just like, oh, here I am. But this one, it is vulnerable still, but it, it just, it's so like, <laughs> it's funny, you know, right? It's painful. It's, I went well, through something. Well, funny now. <laughs> yeah, funny now. I went through something painful that is, that. And it was just such a good feeling that people could almost, it was such a good connection where like when you hear people laugh, they're connecting to this pain and this horror that I went through. And uh, that was uh, really cool. I mean, it, it's, you feel when you, people laugh like that with you and are with you in your story, it's, you hear artists and actors, performers talk about this all the time. It means kind of a euphoric feeling, you know, it's like that, this high that, you're kind of always chasing now uh, when you're performing in front of a live audience. So I agree. And you can hear it in the voices of the audience, like in the laughter and the, and the, oh no, like the verbal responses, like just re-listening to it brought like such a smile to my face. And then also I had like my face and my palms because we all have a toilet bathroom horror story. Like, mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're lying to yourself. Is this the only one you remember? Like, do you feel like this is kind of like your thing? Like, you're like, oh, yeah, I could like name two other terrible, embarrassing bathroom moments. This really, this was the one because of how it escalated. I mean, I've definitely had like embarrassing, like, oh, gosh, like new boyfriend, like, I gotta go, like, this is awkward, I still use my shower technique all the time. Um, Are you serious? My... Oh, yeah, it's still my go-to. I feel, even like now... that's, I feel like that's even more hard to work with than to just think of a lie when you're like, I gotta go do number two. Like, you're just yeah, like, yeah. hold on, I'm just gonna pop in the shower real quick, powder my nose. You give that a whole different meaning. <laughs> I mean, I usually always plan it, like, my, like, my body is like, we'll wait. Like, it's not healthy, but we'll wait till you have to, like, normally shower so that it is not awkward. Like, um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, but nothing like this ever like that. I mean, I've had, like, all girls have, like, period horror stories. Oh, yeah. Nothing that has escalated this badly in the given circumstances where the stakes are super high. It just, no, for real, Ariel, the stakes were high. Like, the way that you wrote it, I almost wanted to say, this is a lie. This is, like, not a real solo performance piece. She made it up. Like, it just sounded like an episode of, I don't know, like, Big Bang Theory or something. Like, it was just like, this, this, this. And then you're like, and then I step on, I stepped on a piece of the toilet and I'm bleeding. Like, it was like, it couldn't get worse. And then it did. I think that, like, but honestly, that point when um, I did cut myself on my foot, like, that was just like the, like, wake up. Like, it's too much. Like, you're done. Like, I have to think it's ice and my soul left my body. Like, I literally, like, died. Like, I was like, okay, this is enough. It cannot get any worse than this. You gotta fa- oh, own it. Like, go attack the, the dad <laughs> that's right there. Like, s- let everyone know in the house what <laughs> happened. I mean. Everyone. I mean, and I do love the tiny bit where it's like, everything is happening to you. You're kind of like, 
opening your heart, opening your soul so everyone can hear about your terrible experience. But I love the bit where you're like, and then the plunger was not in the bathroom. Like, who who doesn't have a plunger in their bathroom? And then it's almost like I forgot everything that happened to you. And I'm thinking, what kind of a freaking crazy psycho family doesn't have the plunger in the bathroom? Like, they have the plunger, but it's not in the bathroom. It's like, it was like a guest bathroom, right? Like a little, what we call like a powder room, right? Where it's just like, not a powder room, but like it it had like, because it had like a tub and stuff. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, because it had a tub. So it was like still like a functioning bathroom, but like not a bathroom that is commonly used. It was like, you know, on the first floor and uh, this is the furthest away from everybody. I think that's why like I chose it. Uh, But yeah, there was like. I remember under the sink, there was folded towels. There was, like, a random bottle of, like, lotion. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just, like, there's no plunger. And, um... I just loved that bit. It was really funny. You're like, okay, this has all happened to me. And then, hey, by the way, this. Um, I know I'm skipping around. But I also just love the beginning of your piece where you're bringing up the coffee, which is Mm -hmm. the culprit of all of this. And, like, I didn't have coffee until I was in college. And kind of, like, not similar story, but same thing. I was, like, I remember my first cup of coffee ever was a French press um, Mm -hmm. that a friend made for me. And I was, like, this is disgusting. But it's, like, that habit of being, like, well, this is the only thing. So I'm just going to hold it, keep sipping from it nervously. Like, do you have any other nervous habits? Or, like, do you still find yourself doing that to this day? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, for some reason, I just thought of, like, my first day in L- or my first time in L.A. going to, like, an L.A. acting class, right? Like, super intimidating. You know, you have to get up there <clears throat> and, like, perform in front of everybody. And I brought, like, a large thing of water. And, like, before <laughs> I was even up, like, I had drank this entire thing of water and had to pee so bad. But, like, didn't want didn't to be rude and, like, interrupt anyone's scene work to go pee. I have this thing where I just, like, I like to... Um, yeah, hand to that, mouth, hand to mouth, hand to mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or um, if, if I'm at a party and there's a bowl of chips, like, forget about it. Like, that's where I'm going to be with chips, like, constantly. I do it from the TV all the time. It is a weird, mindless, nervous mm-hmm. um, tick. But I just remember with coffee, though, like, it just, it's, like, almost kind of, like, drinking a glass of wine. Like, it kind of just gets better. You know what I mean? You, kinda, you get a buzz yes. from it, right? So... And I was normally, like, just very calm, mellow, um, kind of shy, especially around a new family. But this coffee made me feel like, Oh, wow. my like, gosh. I definitely still, like, I stick to tea. Like, only tea. Um, I'll do matcha in the mornings and, like, an afternoon tea. And that, that's about as much caffeine as I can handle. But it was, it was an, a crazy, I felt so social. Like, kind of like I am right now. Like, I feel, I felt so good. And, like, oh, my well, gosh. I, I agree. It's like there's that fine line of like going and hanging out with someone and they like kind of use the, you know, glass of wine or coffee or tea kind of like as a punctuation to a sentence or, you know, like you're listening to someone talk to you deeply and they it just like they seem to drink whenever it's like so appropriate and adds to the story. But then in my head, I'm like the crazy one that's just like, "Uh uh-huh, who's just constantly like more coffee, more coffee, more tea, more tea. And then you're stressing like, oh, now I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yep. Yes. Well, at least I know if we go out, <laughs> we will be in the same boat. Yeah, perfect. Keep- we'll be in the same corner. <laughs> Just sipping away. Um, 
Ariel, you're incredible. I always love your pieces. Your honesty is just outstanding. Like you are the epitome of a perfect example for it's personal. Do you ever, do you ever feel like you run out of stories to tell or is there like been a time where you do want to tell a story that you're too nervous to bring up or like how do you find that courage inside of you or that like vulnerability how do you know when to keep something close to the chest and when to like write about it that's a really good question um because I've I've done four shows now and sometimes some shows especially the last couple have been more difficult to like write like I felt like this horrifying one was probably the easiest like oh this is a really specific detailed memory that I can write um and I come into the battle of when I don't know if I don't have a clear idea for my like word vomit process I tend to go into this overshare mode like okay let's just get to like um like the uh like the things that I know were very, very, very vulnerable just to make a piece about it. Does that make sense? So I have to be cautious because sometimes, like, I know with my performances, like, I want to be very honest, like you said, vulnerable, and that's why I love the show. But I've come across times where even my last piece, I was, like, teetering on this edge, like, this is a really hard thing to talk about. Like, is this me oversharing? You know, what? And then I have to come to a place and find, like, what, where are my intentions with um, sharing this piece and getting really clear with it? And there was a really strong intention with my last vulnerable piece that, like, I was like, okay, like, this is where I get to use this platform as art and expression, but also as, like, an invitation for those to connect with me and help them in some way, if, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, I, I always want to stay away from, because all of us, it happens to all of us, but, like, I have no stories. Like, I have no stories. And even as Liz did in her last piece, like, even when you don't have a story, you have a story. You, like, you you can, you know, we're, there's abundance around you, and you're an artist, and anyone can do anything. You can write anything, and... Um, it's just getting in touch with that creative side. And so, um, you said that so perfectly. (laughs) You said that, I think it's just like intention for sure. And knowing when is the proper time, Mm -hmm. you know, for yourself, because you're always going to have that memory in your head, whatever it is, that story, if you want to call it that. And it's just whenever you're ready to tell it, you know, it's kind of like when you're dating someone, you don't go on the first date and you're like and all right let me tell you everything it's like you wait and then six months later a year later you're like okay let me tell you about the coffee story or whatever it is yeah or sometimes I'll get so nervous and I'll tell them everything in the first you know what I mean like I I that's it's so funny like it's and I think I just had to learn from doing it a couple times and almost like being called out on it like you know, I'm so thankful for friends or everyone in this group or like if we're sharing ideas, like, ah, oh, be careful there, you know, like it sounds like you're going a little too far, but, um, I think it's great. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like more times than not, and you can probably attest to this too, 
when we were doing the shows live, there's nothing greater than to, first of all, perform your piece and remember all of your lines and do your activity as you wanted. But there's nothing better than having somebody come up to you after the show that you don't know, that you didn't invite, that's like, your piece was great. Like, that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Because so many times we feel like we're so alone or that's like a story that's so specific to you. And yes, this story is so specific to you, but it's happened in different ways to so many other people. We all drink coffee and we all go to the bathroom, okay? And toilets always freaking malfunction. Yes, yeah. Would you perform this piece again if you had the chance? I so would. I mean, um, absolutely. I think it's the only way that I can make this memory somewhat of a, like, give it a new light, kind of, and not to be like this, oh my god, this most embarrassing thing happened, or every time, I still friends with this family, so every time, like, I pass by his uh, mom on Facebook, like, there's always just, like, this weird, like, <laughs> cringe, like, oh god, you know, but now it's just, like, it's kind of funny, and I really want to share this piece with them um, once I get, like, this podcast, like, I'll probably send to them and be like, you know, I'm really sorry that I broke your toilet that one time. Um, <laughs> but it I mean, broke my foot almost. I mean, they're getting, he's getting ready to have a baby now. He just got married. So, like, you know, I always reach out and be like, you know, I'm so happy, you know, for... Wow. Um, but remember that one time when, yeah. And I don't know, like, if they had to get a new piece. All I know, they're just like, oh, no, we're fine. We'll take care of it. And I remember thinking in my head, like, can you just go buy the tops of toilets? Like, I don't know if you just go buy the top of a toilet. Like, do they even sell that? But maybe I guess they do. That's a good question. Even as an adult, I'm going to call myself an adult. I don't know. (laughs) You've got to. I I literally was freaking out. Like, how are they going to find, like, I guess you just have to find, I mean, I guess you can order it. Like, it's just such a random piece to buy. Because it's like that heavy ceramic oh gosh why do they have to make that so dang heavy <laughs> it's so heavy i don't know why i had to put it like right on the edge to, like oh yeah yeah because we're yeah. never thinking properly when we're in these crazy <laughs> moments but thank goodness because you had a fantastic and probably one of my favorite it's personal pieces <laughs> like i can uh it just brought a smile to my face listening to it again today even though i've heard it like so many times <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it. Yeah, thank you. And thank Um, you for being on the podcast today. I love it. Thank you so much. You're such a good host. Oh, thank you. And um, I hope one day I can interview you again so that we can find out what uh, this family thought of the podcast. Yes, we'll do a (laughs) follow-up. Well, my dear, thank you so much. Can't wait to see you in person and give you a big hug. I know. I can't wait for that either. Until next time. Keep up with the tea. Yes. (laughs) Hey all, Liz and Riley here, the creators of It's Personal. It's Personal is all about human connection, and although we are practicing physical distancing, we are so excited to continue to bring you our personal space workshops, which we are taking digital. We hope to see you online. Email us at hello at itspersonalonstage.com to reserve your spot. Just because we are apart doesn't mean we can't create together. Follow us on Instagram at itspersonalonstage. Let's get personal at a distance.